when you don't have a purpose, Kevin, and you don't have a passion, and you're not organizing everything you love in your life, you miss the boat. Because you basically all you have is work. And so you're just working, 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 but you're not building anything. You're really not shaping anything. You're not developing. You're not being the best person you could possibly be in your organization. You're not performing at the highest possible level because you don't know how. Welcome everyone to the Realtors Podcast, where conversations are raw, success is love, and leaders keep it real. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and that was the voice of Stedman Graham. As this episode was recorded back in early 2019, we wanted to bring it back because it's never been more relevant today. And Stedman's book, it's already been out, it's been released, but if you haven't read it yet, the title of it's called Identity Leadership to Lead Others. You must first lead yourself. Think about that. To lead others, you must first lead yourself. Figure out who you are before leading others. There's nine steps to do that, and Stedman's going to break it down today. What he's also going to talk about is hardwired habits. How do we break them? How do we get out of them? And how do we focus on something that's going to expand our minds, expand the ways we, we operate, and expand our daily lives? Lastly, the process of success is the same for everyone. Some people have figured it out, some people haven't, but it's the same and there is a process. What is success though? I asked him and here's his answer. It's when you find a life that's significant to you. In other words, something you're engaged in. He says, use love as a foundational building block. And that theme of love is going to run through everything that you do and everything that comes out of what you do. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the real Stedman Graham. Five, four, three, two, and one. And welcome, lucky listeners, to this episode of the Relators Podcast with best-selling author and leadership expert Stedman Graham, who's here today to talk about his latest book release, Identity Leadership. To lead others, you must first lead yourself. And then there's me, your host, Kevin Edwards. Stedman, on behalf of the Relators audience, we appreciate you coming on the show today. You know what? I, I like the title, Real Leaders. That's a beautiful title. You like that? Real Leaders, yeah. You're talking about, Kevin, you're talking about authenticity, you're talking about uh, impact. You're talking about drive. You're talking about perseverance. You're talking about dedication. You're talking about, I mean, real. You know, that means you're in the moment. That means you understand how to take information, education, make it relevant to who you are as a person, transfer it to your mind so you become a thinking human being and then, then transferring that to the American free enterprise system so you can create and, and shape your own future. That's real. Okay, if you understand how to take information, make it relevant to who you are every day, that's real. That's right, Stedman. And that's why we believe leadership is everything. And that's why everything we're doing, including this podcast, is for people to see a better version of themselves in the world. But Stedman, I read your description earlier, how you're a best-selling author, but I think the people want to know, who is the real Stedman Graham and how is he harnessing his own self-identity? Well, there, there is no real Stedman Graham. I, I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a work in progress. So I, 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 hopefully I can develop a process, continuous improvement where I become more authentic every day. 
I can improve that process. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a never ending quest for um, trying to be the best person I could possibly be based on learning a process. And that process is the nine step success process, which I use every single day, you know, uh, in my identity leadership book. So I'm so excited about being able to share that with other people. So they understand how to take education information, make it relevant to who they are, first knowing who they are, transfer it to their mind so they can be a thinking human being and they're transferring that to the American free enterprise system so you can create and shape your own future. That's not an easy thing to do, Kevin. And so self, it's it's not. And I try it every day. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you because it's really difficult. And you know, coming in, you know, I'm young, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about leadership from all these great CEOs. Um, and a, a lot of what they've said is um, I've been able to find a higher purpose. I've been aligning my core values with my skills. And that's what's made me so successful today. Um, but I, I want to read because I've, I've, if you're listening to this, you can go onto iTunes, you can get a preview of Stedman's book. And I really like what you said here. You said, if there's one constant in the world, it's change. So for me, there's a paradox with finding your self-identity because you're always changing. How do you trace or pinpoint something that's like sitting still? You know, if you're always changing, how do you figure out who you are? Well, you know, you said something very important, which was aligning your uh, skill sets with your values. You just said that. And so being able to align the resources of the world, organize the resources of the world around you so that your values line up, your skills line up, your drive lines up, your resources are, you know, line up, your, your time, you know, your management of time lines up, your vision lines up, your planning lines up, you know, everything lines up that's actionable to your development lines up so that you can continue to improve your life based on, on who you are and what's possible for you and, and being able to self-actualize your potential as a human being every day so that you can take the resources of the world, make them relevant to your development so you can raise your social economic status and create value. And the value that you give yourself is a value the world gives you, the world sees you as you see yourself. So the question is, how do you see yourself? What's your belief about yourself? Right, okay. And so what's the methodology that you use in this book and that when you're training corporations and CEOs, you just mentioned the nine step success program, what, what do you tell these people and how do you practice this craft? Well, identity leadership is self-leadership based on the philosophy that you cannot lead anyone else until you first lead yourself. And so, you know, the nine-step success process is the process for doing that. And the first step is based on an identity. So it's called check your ID and you have to have an identity. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going and you probably don't know how you're going to get there. So defining that existence, defining out, defining yourself as, a, as opposed to having the world define you as a person based on your, your color, based on your gender, based on your entitlements, based on your class, based on your family, based on your religion, based on all of those things. In my case, sometimes based on my relationship. And so, you know, identity allows you to define yourself as opposed to having the world define you and not put you in a box based on your passions, your skills, your, uh, your talents, your abilities, and what you love. 
So the, so it goes back to what you were saying, aligning those skill sets around your purpose. And what does that look like? Man, that's a, that, first of all, you got to find out who you are. That takes a long time sometimes because you don't know what you're good at. Right. You don't know what you should be doing. You don't know how to, we don't even know what major you should be taking in school. You don't even know if that's even relevant to the 21st century. Maybe something you just thought about and said, you know what, I'm going to be a, uh, a psychology major. And that may be fine, nothing wrong with that, but it may not be relevant to your social economic development when you get out of school. So it may, it may not build on anything. So the idea of being able to figure out what you should be doing, what are you passionate about? What makes you happy? How, how do you excel? What are you able to, what, what would you like to practice on for the rest of your life that makes you happy? And then how do you build, you know, a strong base around that, a strong core around that? And then how do you begin to organize and align the resources around you so that you feel really good about yourself in the 24 hours that you have every day, which is what makes us all equal. Everybody has 24 hours. The question is, what are you doing with your time? Mm, I like that. And, and even on Monday, I had an excellent leadership consultant talk to me about trying to find my why. And even after this process, I'm still like, gosh, I don't even know if I know myself more or if I know myself better now than I did, you know, 20 minutes ago when talking with her. So I guess the question I have for you is, how long did it take you to find your purpose? And can you tell our story or our listeners about your background? Well, you know, it, 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 it took a long time. I, w- I was a former basketball player, played European League a number of years. I didn't know that. Army a number of years. Uh, worked in the prison system five years. Uh, worked in marketing and public relations, sports marketing, all of that. And it took me a real long time to realize, you know, uh, what I love to do is help people. Mm. What I love to do is help, especially the less fortunate who don't know how to actually do it. And I was always looking for the how. How do you do it? I mean, I was told, go to school, you know, get a job, and then go to work, and then that's what you're supposed to do. But nobody tells you how to really um, satisfy your yearnings, mm-hmm. which is you want to try to self-actualize your potential. You know, what is your potential? You know, what, what, what really makes you happy? So... I didn't understand that, so I was just searching for the for the uh, the value on the outside, and it took me a long time to realize through my relationship with Oprah, of course, you know, being defined by by that uh, and being defined by race and being defined by background, or my family uh, situation where I had two special needs brothers, all that dealing with that. I really didn't understand uh, who I was as a person. Well, you don't have a purpose, Kevin and you don't have a passion, and you're not organizing everything you love in your life, you miss the boat. Because you basically all you have is work. And so you're just working, 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 but you're not building anything. Mm-hmm. You're really not shaping anything. You're not developing. You're not being the best person you could possibly be in your organization. You're not performing at the highest possible level because you don't know how. And so there, unless somebody, you know, teaches you how, you're pretty much lost. And that represents about 6.9 billion people in the world who are doing the same thing over and over every single day. That pretty much lost because they're not thinking, they're not in the present, they're not working, they're not shaping their future. A lot of people are just having fun. 
and they're looking for all of the fun on the outside. And, and sometimes you got to, if you want to find out who you are, you got to go to the pit, which is on the inside. You got to be able to really go down deep into the pit to figure out, you know, what makes you tick and what is the foundation of your purpose in life. And then how do you begin to, to self-actualize that? So the second step, once you understand who you are and you have an identity, then you need to have a vision for yourself. And so vision is always in front of you. Vision is not who you are. Vision is who you can be. And then the third step is develop your travel plan. you got to have a plan. So what does that look like? That has to be actionable. You have to write that down. You have to organize that. What is your life plan? Fourth step, master the rules of the road, your guiding principles. What are they? That's your value system tied to your vision, tied to who you are. Fifth step, step into the outer limits, overcoming your fears. What are the barriers to success? What are the challenges that you face every single day? What are some of the things that you have to deal with in terms of trauma, in terms of shame that you have to deal with? What keeps you back? What keeps you from moving forward? You know, we, we have the 60,000 thoughts a day. A lot of us are focused on our historical background, what happened to us. We can't get beyond that. So we can't actually live in the present because we're so focused on the past. Step seven, build your dream team. Got to have a team. No one makes it alone. No man or woman is an island unto themselves. And you can't make it, you know, without a team. Are you building your relationships? Are you able to understand the value of, of, of alignment and aligning people who, who have the same vision, who have the same common values you have? Um, uh, so you don't pick mentors. Mentors pick you. They pick you based on what? Your internal capacity. Is it strong? Is it weak? Uh, when you're weak, if you're a weak person, you attract a weak team. If you're a strong person, you attract a strong team. Step eight, win by decision. Took me a long time to understand it's about the information. And are you able to take information and education and make it relevant to who you are, to your purpose in life, transfer it to your mind so you become a thinking human being? What's your learning process like? Are you a learner? Mm. And most of us stop learning. 21st century says you got to be a self-directed learner, a lifelong learner. You have to be competitive and you have to be able to, 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 to hang in there. You got to be able to be on the cutting edge because things are constantly changing. So are you a learner? Can you, can you stay abreast of what's happening in the world? Can you, are you able to make changes? Last step, commit to your vision, which is really taking all of these steps and creating a lifestyle around this. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you understand that you're building from the core of who you are and you're focusing on those things that you love and you can create a lifestyle around that and that most people aren't, aren't able to do that. When you step out that door and go home or you go back to your environment and go back to your community, folks are trying to pull you back down. You know, when you become a thinking human being, somebody who can self-actualize their potential. So that's kind of an overview. I know that's kind of a long overview i apologize for being too long on that but um i just wanted to give you an idea of what the process looks like hey you go as long as you want that was great it's great to learn about this, this the nine-step process so the question i have next is with all the ceos you've worked with of all the people and leaders you've worked with where do most of them stall in this process and and where is that and what do you what do you say to them well most people stall in the in the first step okay that's why I spend so much time on identity because they don't know who they are. And, you know, people get very comfortable. They get comfortable with 
things being given to them. They've been comfortable with the microwave oven. They were comfortable with everything makes you comfortable, you know, so you don't have to really work. So um, the first step is tough. And it might take you a long time. It takes years sometimes to figure out this is what I should be doing. You know, this is what I really love. I mean, it took me years to figure out, okay, you know, I, I, I want to be able to empower as many people as I possibly can. What does that look like? And I have to write books, you know, so I've written a number of books around that. It takes a long time to figure out the process and what that looks like. It's not an easy thing to do. And then, then you have to learn it. And then you got to create a business around it. And creating a business around it, trying to monetize it so that you can create social economic opportunities based on that. That's a very difficult thing to do because businesses run this country. You know, they employ the people. They, you know, uh, they pay the bills. They pay the taxes. They, I mean, like everybody else does, but I'm just saying it. business is an ecosystem. Mm. And it's not, it, it's a lot of pieces connected to business. And so learning the business world and learning how to monetize what you do uh, and then learning how to reinvest it back into the community and help other people. All of that takes time. And that's why leadership Kevin, is so important because the leader has to run that. The leader has to organize that. The leader has to build that. So when you talk about stepping outside the box and trying to create something for yourself, that's a sacrifice. That's an emotional sacrifice. That's a, 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 a sacrifice of sometimes a family. You have to sacrifice your family sometimes, your relationship sometimes, to be able to create something that you really, really get excited about. And so you just said a really good point. Business is an ecosystem. You're creating that ecosystem with stakeholders. And for a lot of corporations, they deal with a lot of shareholder pressure. Um, when, I, when you're in a CEO, when you're in a position like that, uh, do you have to compromise your purpose to represent other shareholder values? Sometimes you have to compromise your purpose. What, what's the great thing about purpose, Kevin, is you can stay, you can stay on track. You can stay mindful of what is important to you. And you can overcome the obstacles sometimes because you know you, you have a bigger vision than where you are. And so you can, you can, you can see yourself down the road. And sometimes you got to go right. Sometimes you have to go left. And sometimes you don't know. Mm. You just force right or left or up and down. So sometimes, but you got to have the uh, tenacity when you drive and you got to believe in yourself and know to, enough to know that you got to stay on track despite the obstacles that you might face every single day. And we're going through a kind of tough times because major corporations today, some of them are going out of business. Business, you know, a lot of retail organizations are going out of business because, you know, the marketplace has been disrupted. And so, uh, you know, now you have to figure out what should I do and how should I save the company or the organization or where I'm going, where I'm, where's, where am I diversified my marketplace enough? You know, so all of these things that you have to think about and you may not know how to do that. And if you're a CEO, you're very fortunate if you have a team of people that can give you some advice on where the marketplace is going because you may not even know. And you still have to maintain a leadership profile. I really like that a lot. And I agree with it completely. In our last episode, the CEO of Orange Machine, actually one of our sponsors, 
you know, he's, I asked him, where are some of the qualities that investors look for in a company? Like, what's the, what's the single most important thing? And he said, the leadership, you know, do the leaders have the DNA? Do they have the grit? And what you just said, can they change? Why is it so difficult for someone to change? Well, I mean, we're stuck in our ways and we're hardwired. Mm. So you're hardwired based on your emotions. You're hardwired based on what you learned in that household for 17, 18 years with your father and mother. They did the best they could based on what they knew. If they'd have known better, they'd have done better. And so you're hard, hardwired based on your habits. Mm. You know, you're hardwired based on how you grew up, your environment. You're hardwired based on uh, an educational system that's somewhat traditional. You're hardwired based on what you were told, you know, growing up. You know, what were your what were your messages? You know, you're hardwired based on the role models around you. And so it's that's a tough thing to break because a lot of times you're not conscious of what happened to you. You're not conscious of what's going on around you. You think you are, you know, but you just fall into that same pattern of doing the same thing over and over and going back to the same habits. And sometimes those habits are bad and sometimes they're good. And it takes a long time to break a habit. So you got to be aware of what you're doing, which is why vision in the nine-step success process is so important because you can visualize who you want to become and then laying out a plan to organize around that vision and set goals allows you to stay on track. So you have to constantly work on that. You got to write this stuff down. You got to be organized. You got to be around the right people. You got to keep focusing on a process of continuous improvement. You got to be able to always learn as much as you possibly can about what you're doing. You got to be focused because whatever you focus, you know, whatever you focus on expands. So you got to be able to figure this stuff out, and that's why the core of you has to be correct. That's why the core of you has to be focused on what you really should be doing as much as possible, so that you can stay. Uh, align with where you should be going and stay on track and not get off track because things are changing all around you and because you all of a sudden, you know, made a bad decision. And now you have to deal with that. And people are, are all around you trying to pull you into their own culture or whatever the case may be. And then you got to deal with work-life balance. And work-life balance is not always short-term. Work-life balance is long-term. So you got to figure this stuff out along the way to figure out what you're going to do to try and, and improve those habits and have some, self, some self-awareness about what habits you need in order to be able to achieve your vision. So we're hardwired and we, we got to continually learn, which, which begs the question about just quality of leadership. Do you think leadership is innate or learned or like you said a little bit of both leadership is definitely learned mm. I mean, you learn it from home growing up watching your parents you learn it being in the community watching people that you you know that you aspire to be you learn it through um activities you learn it through sports sports is a good way to learn it okay you learn it through reading you learn it through um you know Sometimes your motivation to try to be better, to be the best person you can be. You learn it through your insecurities. You learn it through your self-confidence, your lack of self-confidence and your self-confidence. You learn it a lot of different ways. So we are a product of everything around us. 
and we're always aware of what's going on around us because it really goes into our, our, our unconscious. And so we have to be careful about what we put in our unconscious, right, in terms of leadership ability, uh, which is why I start with identity uh, leadership as self-leadership based on the philosophy that you can't lead anybody else until you first lead yourself. So we need to focus on those skills and those disciplines, right, and those things that help us to be the best for ourselves, our self first and ourselves so that we can have the, the foundational work to be able not to only to lead ourselves based on developing discipline within ourselves uh, or delay of, delay of gratification in ourselves, we can transfer those same skills over to an organization or over to a group or, or, or over to a team uh, to be able to uh, create effective performance. Instead, it seems like you're constantly learning. You know, that's, a, that's a major theme of this conversation. You're constantly learning. You're constantly taking uh, from your experiences and applying them what you're doing. You've written a lot of books. How has leadership changed in your perspective since the first book to now? I think leadership has changed because when I was coming up and uh, you know, I started writing these books early on, um, people wanted to lead because they wanted to serve the public good. And a lot of times now they want to build their brand. Mm. So they want to use the platform as a way to um, focus on themselves as opposed to the people, mm. you know, and the leadership really should be, be about service to the people. And when you're focusing on what you love and what you care about, you care about focusing on those things that matter to you. And you, you know, you're given a part of yourself. Uh, and I'm, and we, I'm, we have leaders that really believe that. There's, there's no question about that. But you also have a lot of people who, who, who are trying to be leaders in position only. And, you know, in title only. And so they don't become very effective because they don't, they don't even believe what, what, what they're supposed to be believing. Mm-hmm. And so they end up shortchanging the people that they serve or, or an organization or a company. And they also shortchange, uh, you know, themselves long-term. Got it. And so you mentioned self-awareness a couple of times. Um, where do you draw the line from all the noise on the outside? I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty of Twitter trolls tweeting you and responding and saying this and this and that, but where do you draw the line on, on being self-aware? Well, you have to, uh, we have to work on that Mm. because if you're not working on that and you're not in the present, you go back to the same place you were before because it's comfortable. So that's why you got to have a vision. You got to, you got to first have a foundational core base that you can go back to the bill funds that will give you, uh, um, the opportunity to learn more about what you're doing. So it takes you out of that comfort zone of just doing, going through the motions of doing the same thing over and over every day. So what it does, it stretches you. And watch is why knowledge is so important. Einstein said you cannot solve a problem with the same mindset that caused it. So your ability to think beyond your circumstances, you know, have a vision bigger than, you, than where you are, have a plan that relates to setting goals and organizing your vision and, and, and creating possibilities based your imagination, based on how you think 
based on where you want to go. You know, so all of that, you know, is focused on being aware so that you don't go back to being comfortable. Mm. And you can produce results based on laying out the plan. What's the plan look like? Where are you going? Can you share that with other people? Are you able to create and develop a better mousetrap based on what it should look like? Have you read any books around it? And, you know, what have you... You know, what courses did you have you taken? You know, so so now with the Internet, we couldn't be in a better position today, Kevin, because we have access to information and knowledge. So the ability to be able to utilize the Internet and ways to extract knowledge from this technology and then apply that specifically to specific areas of skills, life skills that we want to create that allow us to be able to build value in ourselves based on who we want to become is possible for anybody. The success process is the same for everybody. What I understand now more than any other time in the history of our country is that the process of success is the same for everybody. The difference is some people know it, some people don't. So all we want to do is transform people's lives based on giving them the information that's relevant to a personalized platform, right, which is them, customize it for them, create their own system for success, right, which is what the nine-step success process is. It's a system for success that you can co-create with the systems that are already in place. The financial systems, the educational systems, the work systems, the systems that probably aren't going to go away, but what you can do is you can have a supplemental process and a system that will co-create with those systems that are around you. And so there's one, if there's, if there's one common theme that I've realized about interviewing all of these amazing guests and CEOs and sustainable CEOs and, and people, it's, it's, it's that realization, that self-awareness, that self-realization that they go, you know, you know, what does money mean to me anymore? And how can I align my skills like David Bohegan, the, the CEO of OPIC, Overseas Private Investment Corporation. I was in investment banking all the time and I was in the rat race and then I really realized, what do I want to do with my life? What do I care about? And it's kind of like what you mentioned, servant, servant leadership. I want to serve others. I want to empower others and bring that to, um, you know, bring that to fruition. Um, so I want to read a question from one of our fans. They just chimed in and Julie asks, with so many challenging issues in the world, what advice would you give to the next generation of leaders? That's a great question. Uh, what advice I would give to the next generation of leaders uh, is that I would say find a life that's meaningful. Mm. Find a life that's significant to you. Do the things that really make you happy and organize around that. And use love as a foundational um, building block to create and operate from so that everything that you do, the theme of love runs through that, that word. So that you're able to focus on a positive attitude, that you're able to work on things that bring you the happiness, things that, that uh, get you excited, things that change the energy around. Because the beautiful thing about where we are today and the opportunity for the millennials and for people like yourself, is that you have access to information. And you got access to information at your fingertips. 
and you need to use that. And you need to be the leadership vessel. You need the person, you need to be the person that makes a difference because one person can make a difference and you need to be the driver and you need to break the cycle for your family. And you need to break, you need to break the cycle for your community. And you need to be the one that steps out and makes things happen because you have the brain power and you have the intellect and you have the opportunity and you have technology and you have the, the, the devices and, and you have a generation of young people who can actually make a difference because if you don't, if the young people aren't going to do it, we're not going to have a future. Right. And, and for the young people out there applying to jobs, um, I asked uh, Dio Gonzalez, she's one of the, uh, she's in mixed reality and Microsoft pretty high up. And I asked her, you know, what's the skill that you're looking for when people like me are coming into the workforce when they apply? And she said, honestly, just people who know them, know who they are. When you're hiring somebody and the advice that you give to CEOs who are hiring people, what would you say the most important quality is for people when they go into a room? Well, the most important quality in an organization or even in a family is how much talent do you have? How many skills do you have? You know, what can you actually do? Are you a self-learner? Are you an organizer? Can you, do you, can you use technology as a way to improve the quality of your life and the quality of the organization? Do you have any new ideas? Are you innovative and creative? So we're looking for people who are not just, they just don't want to show up, you know, and, and, and they're just sitting there and not doing anything. We're looking for folks that are engaged. Gallup says that 64% of the workforce are not engaged. That's 64% not engaged. So the question is, is, how do you become engaged? Well, you got You have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. You have to know where you're going. You have to know kind of how you're going to get there. Because the opportunity to be uh, significant and meaningful to organizations and to your company and to your family and to your community is greater than it's ever been because you can reach people all over the world. It takes a mindset and a servant leadership philosophy to say, you know what, I'm going to do it for other people. I'm going to help as many people as possible around the world. But before I do that, I first have to help myself. I first have to put the mask on myself. Put your mask on first, right? And then you can take care of everybody else after that. Well, Stedman, we covered a lot today. Everything from your nine steps to success, identity, planning, matching the rules of the roads, um, all the way down to the learning process, the hiring process, the ecosystem and CEOs and shareholder pressure. Covered a lot of stuff today, Stedman, in this short time together. Um, everything that we've talked about has been about leadership. So lastly, I want to wrap this up with, what would you say your definition of a real leader is? I would say my definition of a real leader is someone who cares. Simple enough. If you can care, then you're going to do something. If you can care, you'll have the drive. If you have the care, you'll have the motivation. If you have the care, you'll sustain it, stay in your service over a long period of time. If you have the care, you're willing to be you're willing to sacrifice because you care. I like that a lot. Well, Stedman. We appreciate your time coming on the Realtors Podcast today. I'm excited to start picking up your book and reading it. Um, and lastly, where, where can our audience find more about the, your book and, and where they can purchase it? Uh, they can go to stebbingram.com. 
course, and uh, we're in Amazon. We're also um, other bookstores, you know, around the around the country. So it's it's available. All right, and, and folks, we've also got Stedman featured in the recent Real Leaders edition. Uh, you can find more about his book on there. Um, and where's my iPad? I got it somewhere. It's it's somewhere around here. But you can go on there, sample it. It's thirteen ninety nine on iTunes. Uh, it's a great read so far. I can't wait to dive into it more. Um, so Stedman, appreciate your time. Real Leaders is a great read. You like Real Leaders? You want to learn some things? Pick up that magazine. I like that a lot. I I agree. I agree. Well, Sedman, thanks for your time again today. And folks, if you know any friends or family members who would benefit from this conversation today, please, by all means, share this to your timeline. This podcast will also be repurposed and uploaded to iTunes and Spotify. So make sure to subscribe and be notified of its release. For Stedman Graham, I'm Kevin Edwards. Tell you all to go, all to go out there and simple enough, just care, folks. And always keep it real. Stedman, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it. Take care. Take care.